what we are going to discuss tonight um we are talking about knowing god through his word amen now according to the bible the bible says in the book of john chapter 4 verse 24 um part was obi obi wo bible John chapter 4, verse 24. John chapter 4, verse... Passion person, but I can't remember why. John chapter 4, verse 24. John 4, 24. Who is reading for me? John 4, 20. I want the lady to read. Michaela. Michaela. Are you there? Can you read for us? Yes, I'm see. Oh, say. say, can you read John chapter four verse twenty four for us? Four verse twenty four. Okay. Now, like I said, our our message tonight is trying to help us understand how to know God or knowing God from the Word of God knowing god from the scriptures or the importance of the scriptures in a man knowing god i want to establish that fact in our minds tonight through the reading of god's word so let's hear michaela uh-huh i'm listening john chapter 4 verse 24. hey michaela john chapter 4 uh-huh. Cash, okay. Uh, Joyce, where are you Me see, but me pay some money. Okay, then read for us. John chapter four, verse twenty-four. Yanko, I said. Good. That's that's what I want to hear. Look at this. Wait, wait. Jesus is saying he. Jesus is making a statement. This is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says God is a spirit, right? Amen. Jesus is God in flesh. And Jesus is saying that God is a spirit. Now, you can say, will be a spirit. And I say, you can say, spirit. A spirit is a person without a body. Okay? Or an immaterial being. You can say, are they immaterial? It means to say, you can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Your five senses cannot contact that thing. Please, do you understand me? Jesus says that the first thing you must understand is say, God is then. God is then. I want to hear all of you. God is then. God is spirit. And please, let this thing enter into your world. Because if you don't understand, or if you don't accept, or if you don't know that God is a spirit, your Christian life, you are not really going to enjoy it. Because... You see, when you know who God is, that is how you know how to approach him. For example, some of you, because you've not understood this thing, that God is a spirit, that is why when you ask God that, God, I want to hear your voice, you are actually listening for the voice of God in your ear. That is why you have been a Christian for a long time, but you are not hearing God because God is a spirit. A spirit means he's immaterial. He doesn't appeal to your five senses. Amen. Amen. Yes. God is a person. 
but he doesn't have a physical body. That is what you mean by saying God is a spirit. Okay. Now, when we say something is or somebody is a person, it means it means oh God, it means that person. Okay. All right. When we say somebody is a person, we mean that person or that at the corner can or will or intellect or emotions. So God has a will. God can decide to do something or not do something. And this is very important. God has a will to choose to do something or choose not to do something. And as a Christian, you must really understand that God is a person. God is not a force. Be a obompire. For example, if you pray to him, whether he likes it or not, he must answer your prayer. No. God will decide to answer your prayer or decide not to answer your prayer. God can decide to respond to what you are doing or not to respond to it. God can decide to like somebody or not like somebody. Please, do you understand that? Hello? Are we following me? Okay. Now, we see again, say, God, a person is a being that has an intellect. Okay. You can see intellect. He has knowledge. Okay. He can know and do what is right or choose to do what is not right. You understand? The third thing is said, the person has emotions. He can be angry. He can be happy. He can laugh. So, Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says, because God was not pleased with man because he is a person. Okay. Another thing about a person is say we don't refer to them as it. We refer to a person as he or she. So when you read your Bible, you, refer, you realize that we refer to God as he or as, yes, mostly as he. Right? God is not a she. He's an he. Okay. So when we say God is a person, that is what it means. But He's this kind of person, but without a physical body. And I want to really establish that part. Okay. So when Jesus says that God is a spirit, what he's actually saying is, uh, God is a personality who is immaterial, or he cannot be contacted with the physical senses. Yes. Now, Jesus is saying that, understanding that God is a spirit that we cannot see, and understanding that God is a spirit that we cannot hear with our physical ear or our physical eye or feel on our body. It means, he say, for us to contact God, we must also contact him through the domain that he is. Now, he okay, in that verse, now, okay, say, God is spirit. Therefore, do that worship him as worship him in spirit. Please, do you get it? God is spirit. And because he is spirit, we must also worship him in spirit and in truth. And I will come back to this particular scripture. I just wanted to establish the point that God is spirit. God is an immaterial being. God is the being that we cannot see with our two eyes and with our five senses. Amen. Amen. Now, again, you know, because God is a spirit, we cannot see him. The Bible says something again in Matthew chapter 11, verse 27. I want you to notice something there. Matthew eleven twenty-seven. Matthew eleven twenty seven, downwards. Please find our quickly, quickly. Matthew eleven twenty seven. I don't want to read. I consciously Matthew, don't. Eleven twenty. Uh huh. The all things are delivered unto me of my Father. Wait, this is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking. Uh huh. I'll say then. All things are delivered unto me 
Mm-hmm. And no man knoweth the son mm-hmm. by the father. Mm-hmm. Neither knoweth any man the father. Mm-hmm. Save the son. Mm-hmm. And he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Good. The word I want us to actually look at here is the word reveal. Jesus is saying, say, for God to be known, he has to be revealed. Please, you get me. Jesus is telling you and I say, God must be revealed to that person. Because, you see, no man knows the Father except the Son. And whom the Son chooses to reveal. My, my point is, make you understand, say, for you to know God, God must be revealed to you because God is a spirit. Amen. You must really understand this point very well. Now, let's look at John chapter 1, verse 18. Another scripture over there. John chapter 1, verse 18. Quickly. Let's look at that scripture too. John chapter 1, verse 18. Mm-hmm. Somebody should read. Okay. No man has seen God at any time. Good. Listen to what Jesus This is John talking. He says, no man has seen God at any time. Listen to me carefully. There's not a single time that any man has seen God. This is the, the word of God talking. Uh-huh. To us. The, the only begotten son. The only begotten son. Mm-hmm. This is in the bosom of the Father. Hallelujah. To us. Mm-hmm. He has declared him. He has declared him. Another word for declare is reveal. So he's saying that God cannot be known and no man has seen God before. But the only person who has revealed God to us is the Son. Amen. Basically, you trying to understand, say, God is a spirit. And for you to know a spirit, or for you and I to know God, it is God who must reveal himself to us. You can't know God because you choose to know God. Let me ask you a question. If you choose to pray for 10 hours, for 80 days, for one year, and God doesn't show up, what can you do about it? Can you do something about it? You can't do anything about it. So God... He does he does he has ways of moving. Because he's a spirit, you can't say, say, hey, Nifi point four, make point four, make point five, there's no way you can go. Amen. Amen. And I want you to understand this thing very well. Right? Because God also, okay, Bible, Bible my as I say, according to Acts chapter 17, verse 24 downwards, it is God's will that we come to know him. God has not will to hide himself from us. The only reason why we we are we at this point we don't know God or God is hid from us because we actually fell from the place that we were in which we had contact with God. There was a time when man had contact with God, but we fell from that place because of sin. But what you say? Yes. So now what has happened is that when we say God is being revealed to us. It is not like God is hidden from us. God is not hidden from us. No. God is not hidden from us. Actually, actually, the word reveal, and I saw kind of with the word revelation. That word, you know, is a Greek word, a friend, apocalypsis. That word apocalypsis, nature say to uncover, and I say to unveil. Amen. So when something is on, on okay, when you mama you may kiss the bride, he's unveiling the wife. The wife has been covered, he's unveiling. 
when you go and buy when you go and buy a new phone that phone is inside the box you are unveiling the phone that is unveiling amen but in this context the bible makes us understand say it is not god that we are unveiling when we see somebody has a revelation about god it is not that god has been covered and we are unveiling god rather we are on we are the ones who are covered can somebody read second corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 for me 15 downwards second corinthians quickly chapter 15 yeah i think chapter 13 chapter start from chapter 12 let me see chapter sorry second corinthians chapter 3 verse 12 downwards sorry second corinthians chapter chapter 3 12 downwards uh-huh yes seeing them Good. Continue, continue, Tuasa. Okay, and not as Moses, mm-hmm. which put a veil over his face, mm-hmm. that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Okay. But their minds were blinded. Good. Now, look at this. Wait. He says their minds were then blinded. blinded. Listen to this carefully. Their minds were blinded, Tuasa. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Verse 15. Mm-hmm. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, mm-hmm. the veil is upon their hearts. Good. Now look at this. When Moses or the word of God is read, the veil is upon whose hearts? The heart of those who are listening to God's word. Okay. So it's not like God's word is hidden from them. Rather, there is a veil covering their heart. So the unveiling, the revelation here cannot. It's not when God opens his himself to man, but rather when God unveils the heart of man. When God or see their hearts, their minds are blinded. When God opens the eyes of their mind, that is what we call revelation. That thing has been there for a very long time. It was just that you were blind because there was a veil covering. Please do get me. Is everybody on the line? I want you to listen to this thing very well. Because most of you are reading the Bible and you're asking God to reveal himself to you. But you're not getting the point. Unless you understand, they say the problem is not with God, the problem is with you. You will not understand the fact that you must actually spend time and find out God from the word. So the Bible says that we are the ones who are covered. We are the ones whose eyes are blinded. Amen. Pastor, blessing to us, mommy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Hallelujah. Amen. Or see, now when he shall turn to the Lord, that veil will be taken away. Okay, Greek, Greek now. Or see, that veil will be a, a apocalypsis. It shall be uncovered. That veil shall be, he shall be uncovered. So it means that when God and man meets, the person who has a problem is not God. The person who has a problem is man. That is why the Bible says that draw near to God and God will draw near to you. The problem is with us, not with God. Because I'm telling you, say, God is more interested in us getting to know him than anything. But because of sin that was in Adam when we were in the world, listen to me carefully, when we were in the world, that veil 
because who can invest 13 there is 49 or see which veil is done away in christ did he say that or see which veil is done away in christ it means when we come to christ that veil that is upon our heart is taken away it is it is taken off and as a believer now as i'm talking right now as for you you have the opportunity to know god because there's a veil that was upon your heart that has been taken off but the sinner has that veil upon his heart that is why he cannot even understand the things of the lord please do you get me in two kinds second corinthians first corinthians chapter two or can see me with her or see the things of the spirit are spiritually descend and the carnal mind cannot know the things of god why i'm telling you say the reason why the carnal mind cannot know the things of god is because the carnal mind is is a man whose heart is veiled his heart is blind amen please you get me but when you come into jesus bible says that veil is taken off so it means that in christ you and i have the opportunity to know the lord i thought you say hallelujah because in Christ, that veil is what is taken off. Amen. Now, your, your, the thing you must know is the how to know him. Now, let me show you this. If you check the scriptures carefully again, you realize that there are two revelations of God in the world or now. There are two basically. Basically, they are actually supposed to be three, but I'll make them two. The one is called the general revelation of God. The general revelation of God. And the general revelation of God is God's revelation through creation into we can yeah can romans chapter 1 the verse 18 that was please somebody should open for me like i said hopefully you're going to read a lot of scriptures romans chapter 1 verse 18 that was please somebody should open for me romans chapter 1 verse 18 that was the general revelation please write it down the general revelation revelation of god general and no no god does it through um what do you call it creation please somebody should read, read it for me Okay, that was. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness mm-hmm. and unrighteousness of men mm-hmm. who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Continue. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. Mm. For God has showed it unto them. Mm-hmm. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Mm-hmm. Being understood by the thing that are made. Amen. Amen. Or say, God has revealed his manifold power and wisdom through creation, the things that he has made. Pastor Michael Awati has here. It tells you, say, you see, when you look at the sky, you know, some people are telling us that there is no God. <laughs> let, me, let me ask all of you a question. Let's say I take you to a, a very deep forest, a very, very deep forest. That for which you know that no human life exists there. I want you to think. Think with me. Think. Just open your mouth, your mind and think. Forest And I take you to that forest. And when I got you to that forest, the first thing you saw is a drawing. Your draw, your the pencil, your draw will be. And they share glass from your body. Nice one. A nice one. And I pam and tomato Inside the forest too. What is the first thing that will come into your mind? Right? Do you get it? Good. So it tells you that intelligence or creativity reveals an intelligent creator. Because we know, say, that kind of intelligence to draw and that kind of intelligence to make a cloth, an animal does not have it. So when we see a cloth that has been sewn well and painting that is done right, 
we know say a human being was here to do this. In the same way, we can't see the complexity of nature and claim to say God doesn't exist. So when man, when we look at the things that have been created, it, it tells us that there's an intelligent being who made all these things. There is a revelation of the eternal power of God revealed through creation. And those things, Bible says, saying Kayaka in verse 20 now we are and because of that, the people who t- say that there's no God, they are without excuse. I can tell you point blank. Say the reason why people are claiming that there's no God is because they are proud. They don't want to come under the ordinance of God. Because the moment you say there's a God, there's a supreme being, it means you must come under his authority. People are trying to mean to be independent of God, and that is why they are doing that. But it don't happen because God is God. Amen. So that's the general revelation. That kind of revelation, everybody can see. The traditionalists can quote it and say, we know that there's a God who exists. The Muslim can quote it and say, there's a God who exists. Everybody can see. He doesn't need to be a Christian. He doesn't need any special consultation. In fact, he doesn't even need to read a book. Creation itself testifies that there's a God. Amen. Yes. Please do get this part. This is the general revelation. It is a general thing that God gives. But you see, the, the problem with the general revelation is say, the general revelation can be erroneous. It can communicate God in a way that God is not supposed to be communicated because that though God created the things on earth to actually reveal him unto us, because of bonnet, you know, those things have been corrupted. So they, they cannot give an accurate revelation of God to us. And let me give you an example. You know, Fred, let me see. On say the Yankopon and I say the Obatine, Obatine do, etutu Yankopon do. Have you seen that thing before? Ebeka say Yankopon e Obatampa. Do you get it? Hello? Hi. Yes. Are we there? Yes, please. We compare the love of God to the love of our mothers. So we call God Obatampa. Meboa. Now you see, let me show you something. Normally in cab, or bad time the essential about or bad time at Doniba to the extreme. And so that Senenka Kameka Senyanko Pon e your bad time. When you look at the love that your mother has for you, or the love of a mother, you can compare and say, hey, if God is like this, then it's wonderful because you know that your mother loves you to the extreme. In two kind, Isaiah chapter 49, is it the verse 14 down? So I can't see her. Or say, can a nursing mother or mommy, why won't it bad? Then so can that mother forget her child that is sucking her breast? And I'll see no. And I'll sign to us. Okay, so I'll see even if that mother will forget that child, I the Lord I will not forget. What does it tell us? It tells us say in originally in the sense but because of sin, because of corruption, a woman can give birth to a child and go and throw that child in the toilet. I know ladies who have done abortion to babies who were as old as eight, uh, sorry, six and seven months old. But that mother still went ahead to abort the baby. He killed the baby. And oh, video now, you see, now you can't, you can't describe God in that kind of motherhood. Can you do that? Say, a crabby, What do you think the child's mind will go to? Amen. Yes, you'll be confused. 
You understand that? Because though motherhood or bad time done was supposed to reveal God to us, yet because of corruption, there are times where that love that was supposed to be showing us God can do things that is contrary to God. Let me show you another one. Let me show you another two. The Bible says that God is a father unto us, right? Yes. So God is a father. Then you, when we say God is a father, then you connect and say, mm, the way my father loves me, God is a father there, then I can trust God. God is a father. But some of us, the reason why we can't actually work with God is because our fathers have not shown enough fatherly love to us. So we don't understand when we say God is our father. We don't understand it. It's because our fathers have failed to measure to the standard of God's definition of fatherhood. Because there's been a crack. But because of sin and corruption, that is not possible. Amen. So God gives us a revelation of Himself through the general way, but the general way has blemishes. It has blemishes. Amen. God is all powerful. So we see the way that snow can fall and then shoot me to. But in shoot me to, and then the people begin to ask questions, say, ah, didn't But originally God gave water to be a blessing to us. But look at what is happening. Creation is revealing God, but it's also destroying God's name because there's a corruption. There's a discrepancy. There's something wrong with creation. Please do you understand. And you see, then when God saw that, he then knew, say, if my goal of making men know me, men coming to have a relationship with you is going to happen there, then I need to give them an accurate revelation of myself. An accurate one. So that they can indeed know who I am. Please do get it. So the second kind of revelation that we have is the special revelation. The first one is the general revelation. The second one is the special revelation. And that revelation is the revelation we find in God's word. And last time, I don't know, I don't know, okay, some of you were not around. I show, I told you guys, say, the Bible, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, is a book that is written by the Holy Spirit through men. According to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, downwards also, the Bible tells us, I said, the Spirit of God moved writers or prophets to write what they, write, what they wrote. So the Bible is an inspired piece of writing that was written by prophets from god please can we can we accept that amen Amen. are we following me yes all right now what is happening is say ah the goal of that word was to reveal himself to us please you get it yes yes the goal of what was written down was reveal God to us or to point us to God. In two kinds, is it um, um, John chapter 5? Is it a verse 30? Is it 39 or so? Jesus says something. Or see, you read the scriptures because you think in them you find eternal life. But these scriptures, they testify of me, but you fail to come to me. In other words, the scriptures testifies about God. It reveals God to us. That is the written word. Please, you get me. But you see the pro- you know that you know another problem. You know another problem. Men can read the written word and then they can misinterpret it. <laughs> Did you get what I'm saying? 
Men can read the written word and they, they will misinterpret it. And in the days of Jesus Christ, we knew we saw it happening. The Bible says it said the people of Israel misinterpreted God's word and then they began to give certificate of divorce to their wives. Oh, I don't know if you're not they misinterpreted God's word. Amen. God was telling them, say, you should keep the Sabbath holy. To the point they say, Obi Yarim Pone Yesu Saniari on the Sabbath, almost Yesu Do you see it? In Tina, I feel like I ah. Mayare, Nyankopon, a Saturday and a Sabbath day, into me because this is a day that nobody must work. Look at that. That was, they were misinterpreting the special knowledge God gave. So, do you know something? Do you know what happened? Are Are you following me? Yes. God wrote those writings through the prophets. But when God saw that even the writings of the prophet, which is, and you see, it is not the writing that is not accurate. The writing is accurate. But the practicing of it, you know, men were falling short. And they were misinterpreting his, his, his practice. You know. What happened is that God needed again to bring a more accurate interpretation of what he has written. And that is when he brought the son Jesus. That is God himself in flesh. I thought you see hallelujah to Jesus. So when we read, when we read, let's go and read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 downwards. And listen to this thing carefully. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. I want to bring my sermon to an end. We will end here. Then next week we will continue from there. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 downwards. What's it then? Hebrews 1, verse 1. Mm-hmm. God, who mm-hmm. has sundry times. Okay, please, wait. Yours is King James. Who has NIV? Does somebody have NIV? Because King James, sundry times will be anti as it. And I will be to my children sundry times. Okay, but I'll call you NIV, my uncle. Verse 1 downwards. Good. Listen carefully. Or see, in the time past, God spoke to our ancestors. That is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, all of these people, Daniel. Bible says God spoke to them through prophets, through Moses. He spoke to them through Isaiah. He spoke to them through Elijah, through Elisha, through Ezekiel, through Jeremiah, through Hezekiah, through um, Zechariah, through Joel, through Amos, through Micah, through Malachi. Through John the Baptist, he spoke to them through these prophets, right? Hello? Hello? Or see, in the olden days, God spoke to our fathers through these men of God. But what has happened? Continue. What has changed? But in this last days, he has, listen carefully, but in this last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Next week, go with it. Next week, I will show you why he had to do this in the last days. I will show you why. Next week, God willing, I'll point out why God chose to reveal the Son in the last days. And it's very important because we are in the last days. You must know why there is the need to have that 
perfect understanding of who God is in the last days. I will show you why. That's what we're going to talk about next week, God willing. And then from there, we will take on our discipleship class. He said, in this last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Amen. Continue for me. Good, Twasso. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Good, that is my point. Or see, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact, the exact, the exact representation of his being. Other versions use of his personality. In you see, when the prophet spoke, people came and they began to misinterpret the writings of the prophet. Do you get it? But when God himself came on the scene to their son Jesus, because Jesus is the exact, the perfect imprint of the personality of the father, who God really is now, that is when we began to see indeed who God is. That is when we began to know, say, God doesn't like the sin of the sinner, but he loves the sinner. We never knew that. Because in those days, the Pharisees, oh, yeah, sinner, yeah, yeah, but when Jesus came into the scene, the Bible said that he was eating with sinners, telling us that God is interested in the life of sinners. We never knew that in the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament, we were a sinner, we would stone you and kill you. You remember the woman who was a prostitute? Yes. When they brought her to Jesus, Jesus was God. He, you see, they misinterpreted the law of Moses, but the law said, Telling us that God wanted people to be saved. He didn't give the law to destroy people. He only gave the law to make people know that they need him. Amen. Amen. I will end on this note because time, I don't want to take him out of our time. We've spent an excess of um, um, almost 30 minutes, which I don't like. Sorry for that. And we hope it will happen again. But I want you to point out to you, sir. As a Christian now, because you have come to Christ, you have come to God, Jesus is the way to knowing the Father. And like I said, I will point to you why it is important that God had to reveal the most great way to know him, that is Jesus, in the last days, next week, God willing. I want you to understand that as a Christian, the door has been opened for you into the true room of God to know God as a person. And listen, the sinner, the boy in the man making mistakes, when it comes to knowing God, when you when you when you will be out there preach here, you know you will know that people have a lot of stupid and erroneous ideas about who God is. If you are someone who likes preaching the gospel, you will know that. And sometimes it shocks me. Say, hey, some of them go to church. Who? Please do get me. Some of them go to church. And you see, the reason is because God they are far from God, but God doesn't want that to happen. In fact, Bible says that in the last days, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill the whole earth as the waters covers the sea. God wants men to know him. And not just know him in their head, that I know God is in my head, no. But to have a personal relationship with him. And not just anybody, he wants you to also know him. That is why he went that extra mile after showing himself through creation. When he realized that creation was not perfect, he showed himself through prophets. When he realized that prophets were being misinterpreted, he showed himself through his son to give him an accurate idea so that you can have a, a more 
concrete and perfect way to come close to him. So I want you to understand that it's possible and God wants you to know him. And Jesus is that access point. If you see Jesus, then there's that access point to knowing God. Amen. Yes. Now, I end on this note to say, in John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus says something. I say, God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Is that what the Bible says? Yes. In spirit and in truth, it is must worship him in spirit and then in truth. In truth, the word truth, you know, okay, in John chapter 1, or say, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus. The word truth refers to the accurate revelation of God. It came by Jesus. I'll tell you this as I'm ending, say, if you want to know God, it's very simple. Obey the teachings of Jesus Christ. If you can obey the teachings of Jesus, if you can walk in obedience to the teachings of Jesus, I'm telling you. Jesus said in John chapter 15, or see, he that loves me is the one who keeps my commandments. That is, he obeys my instructions, the things I've taught. And he that keeps my commandment will be loved by me and by my father. And we shall reveal our, you see, we shall come to him. We shall reveal ourselves to him and shall make our home inside him. It is that simple. There's no trick. Trick need to be a uh, It's not about anything. Uh, you don't have to go and do some special prayer somewhere. Just obey. Obey his written word. As you are obeying his word, I'm telling you. You don't need to come to me and tell me, Son, I want to hear God's voice. God's voice revealed to you. And I can tell you this thing from what the Lord has dealt with me with. If you are a person who obeys God's word, you read the Bible because you want to obey God. As you obey him, he will come to you and reveal himself to you and make himself known to you. You will know him. You no longer say that God is far. No, because God is a spirit. When you worship him in your spirit and according to the revelation that God has given through Christ, that is the truth, he will reveal himself to you. Amen. Amen. I believe you have been blessed listening to this. But I want you to understand that God loves you and you have no idea what I'm even talking about. Even myself, I don't understand when I say God loves me because it's deeper than your understanding of love. And his goal is that you know him. He's not, his, his, his goal is not that you preach the gospel. That is one of the things that will happen after. His main goal is that you have a relationship with him. The gospel that you preach should become something you do because you love him. It's not something you do to be accepted by God. It's something you do so that you live the life of God out. God didn't call you to preach the gospel alone. He called you first to know him and then preach about the person you have come to know. In this last days, God is calling you and I. Say, stop being a normal Christian who goes to church. Be a Christian who knows God. The way has already been made known unto us through obedience of his written word. If you can go into the word and obey what Jesus has said, practicalize it every day i'm telling you that god reveal himself to you he will uncover himself to you he will make himself known unto you amen our time is fast spent if you have a question relating to what we learned today 
you can whatsapp me or you can text it to me on the message i'll take my time and explain to you alone and if i find it as something that we need to all share together i'll also take my time and then share it with all of us so we'll end here but i want us to pray just one prayer just one prayer just one just one prayer um in the book of john chapter 17 jesus says something i'll say father i have finished the work that you gave me to do but meanwhile jesus christ had not yet gone to the cross no that's in john 17 but i have finished the work that you called me to do and when you get to the verse 4 so you know the work or see that work was to reveal your name jesus came to reveal the, the um, he came to reveal god to us and he said i've finished that work you called me to do then i want you to pray and tell the lord that father i am your child not i will become your child you are a child of god if you are born again right now listening to me the bible says you are a child of god today first john chapter 3 verse 1 now are we the children of god not tomorrow he says now today we are god's children amen i want you to tell your father tell your father talk to him like you are talking to your father that father i want to know you i want to have a relationship with you i'm tired of being a normal christian i'm tired of just going to church on sunday i'm tired of just posting about you on my status i'm tired of just reading my bible every day i want to know the god who wrote the bible i just heard from your word that you want me to know you so you have done a lot of things lord please today i want to know you begin to pray begin to talk to him begin to talk to him begin to talk to him open your mouth don't just sit there talk to him he's real he's listening god wants you to know him talk to him pray pray his love for you is so intense so immense more than what your mother or father can give you pray to him take that step that father want to know you talk to him about it tell him that god i want to know you Oh, Jesus. Father, we want to know you, Lord. We want to know your heart. John chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, uh, Peter, uh, John says, this is the fellowship we have in our fellowship with the Father and the Son. That's why you said, Father, we thank you. We want to know you. Help us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.